When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne Podcast. It is Friday, May 12, 20. 23 and the Joe Benigno Auto Paint Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company by Anita Discount Tire by, of course, our good friends at DraftKings. I am a little foggy today. I did the show yesterday. I want to thank everybody for listening yesterday as I filled in for Craig Carton with my uh, longtime partner, Evan Roberts. Had a lot of fun doing it. Didn't enjoy the commute, but it wasn't too bad and it was a beautiful day in the city. So uh, it was all good. And I thank everybody for uh, checking us out. Don't forget, we got our new next live podcast coming up a week from today at the Hackensack Brewing Company. My old partner, the one and only, the legendary Sydney, Sydney Arthur Rosenberg uh, will be joining us, and that should be a uh, rip-roar. So that's a week from tonight at the Hackensack Brewing Company. All right, the NFL, let's start with the NFL schedule. The schedule's out, and you knew the Jets were getting all these primetime games. They wound up getting five primetime games. Uh, they opened the season at home against Buffalo on uh, Monday Night Football and really have a, a, a pretty I – mean, look, if you look on paper, it's a difficult schedule to open the season. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You open up with Buffalo at home. Week two, uh, you go to Dallas to play the Cowboys, which will be a, a 425 uh, Sunday afternoon game. Then we get the Belichicks in week three at home. That game's at 1 o'clock. And it's time to beat the crap out of Bill. I mean, we all know that. That goes without saying after 14 straight losses to this freaking team. Then week four, a Sunday night game against just a layup against the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. That game will be at home. Then the Jets go to Denver for the second year in a row to play the Broncos. And then come home to play the Eagles, okay, who, of course, they've never beaten. And, of course, oh, oh, by the way, was in the Super Bowl out of the NFC last year. And then the bye week. So that's pretty, that's not, you know, you look on paper, and that's a pretty tough schedule. I mean, you know, you got four playoff teams. You got the two Super Bowl teams. Both of those games are at home, by the way, but nevertheless, you got the Patriots, like I said, we lost 14 straight to, and never, even though they won in Denver last year, um, uh, they really, never a great place to play with the Broncos, who I think are going to be a lot better team. With in year two under Russell with Russell Wilson at quarterback and now Sean Payton as their head coach and of course even though the Jets did win in, in Denver last year it was a very costly win because they lost uh, Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall for the rest of the season in that game so not easy uh, they played the Giants uh, which I believe is a one o'clock game on Sunday I believe that game is October 29th I want to say that game is a one o'clock Sunday game the Giants are the home team uh, of course. Um, 
you know, they got a, a Thursday, they got a, a Thursday night game late in the year against Cleveland, but they played a Raiders in Vegas on a Sunday night. And what's the other, they got one other night game and I'm trying to think right now what it is. I'm not off the top of my head. I can't think about it, but they have all, they have five primetime games uh, coming up this year. Uh, look, I mean, uh, but they got to win. You know, you, you heard what I, you, you know, you've been hearing what, what I've been saying, man, this team's got to win this year. They got Aaron Rodgers. This division is not daunting. You know, obviously they got that uh, Miami game on black Friday, uh, the day after uh, Thanksgiving, a three o'clock game, which I actually like that. That's also at uh, MetLife stadium. So they closed the season in Foxborough against the Patriots. Uh, hopefully that game will mean nothing and we'll have already wrapped the division up. That would be good. Don't hold your breath to that happening, but it would be good. That's what we want to see. So uh, it's not going to be an easy schedule. There's no doubt about it. But look, if you want to be a championship caliber team, as my wife is showing the schedule right now, yeah, I'll run it down for you quickly, just so in case you don't know. Um, well, this is this That's is the, the preseason, preseason games. These games are, you know, right. Here we go. So as I mentioned, Buffalo, the opening game of the season on, on uh, Monday night, at MetLife, they go to Dallas for a 425 game the following Sunday. Then the Patriots, I mentioned, 1 o'clock at home. Then they play the Chiefs at home on that Sunday night game. Then in Denver for the Broncos. Then the Eagles at home. That's a 425 game. Then they have their bye. Uh, then the uh, the week after that is the uh, Jet Giants. I guess the is it is the bye? I thought the bye was after the Eagle game. The week seven is the bye, so that's got to be it. So Because this is... I'm looking at this now. Oh, that's right. The e- I see. I see what we got here. Right. It is the bye. The, the the bye week is between the Eagle game and the Giant game, which I mentioned was October 29th. So week seven is the bye. A little early. I don't love that. Um, then they play the Chargers. Oh, that's right. That's a, another night game. That's a, a, a 8-15. I believe it's a Monday night game at home against the L.A. San Diego Chargers. Then another night game as they go to Vegas to play the Raiders on a Sunday night. Then they go to Buffalo. That's a late afternoon game again, 425 on November 19th. The uh, Sunday, the uh, Black Friday game against the Dolphins at home. Uh, then you have the Falcons, which is a 1 o'clock game at home. The Texans, which is a 1 o'clock game at home. So a little soft part of the schedule there. Then the Dolphins in Miami, which is December 17th at 1 o'clock. The Commanders <laughs> at home on uh, December the day before Christmas at 1 o'clock. The Browns. I mentioned on a Thursday night, 8-15 on December 28th, and then the uh, close the season in a, t- a, a to-be-determined time in New England against the Patriots. You know, you look at the schedule, you say, really, not that easy. But look, if you want to be a big-time team, you got you to gotta beat the big-time teams. That's it. And I want 13-4. and four. And, you know, I get – I get. look, I heard you, my buddy JJ, he's a Dolphin fan. If the Jets go 3-3 three and three, – over the first six games of the season, I guess that would be acceptable, but not really. I mean, I want that. Give me four and two. Here's what I want. All right. Four and two at the bye. If we're going to be that good, and I'm, I'm being kind here, four and two at the bye. All right. That's what I want. That's it. Bottom line, case closed. It's time to beat the Eagles. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in the history of the franchise. It's time to end that hideous 14-game losing streak at the hand of the Belichicks, who are not the team they've been in years gone by. And it's time to just beat the crap out of them when you play them as well. I want two wins minimum against them. It's time to, you know, take over Buffalo immediately. Set the tone immediately for the season 
against the defending AFC East champion Bills and stick it up their ass and tell everybody. To me, that's a game you got to win. You know, you say whatever you want. They got to win opening day. They got to send the message immediately. You know, you don't bring Aaron Rodgers in here and have the the, the hype around him and the team that's around him now and go out on opening day Monday night football at home and lose to Buffalo. You just can't do that. You got to win that game. You got to send a message to the AFC East that we are the big boy now in this division. It's going to be a changing of the guard, and it's time for the Jets to win this division. And you signal it immediately by knocking off the Buffalo Bills right away in week one. That's it. So I want four and two by the bye. I, you know, three and three. No, I want four and two by the time the bye comes in week seven uh, after that Eagle game and before they play the Giants. That's it. Nothing less than that. So the schedule looks tough on paper. The only thing I'll say about it, okay, is, and I say this every year, you can't get hung up on what the schedule looks like in May because you never know. Every year there's teams that are going to be very, very uh, highly touted that aren't going to be that good. There's teams that are not going to be looked at as being very good that are going to turn it around and have big seasons. You know, you never know when you play somebody you know, you're playing it. Maybe their quarterback's out. There's some kind of a big injury to the team. You know, you're catching them at the right time, whatever it may be. So you never know when it comes to the NFL schedule. You never know what, you know, uh, you can sit here on, on May 12th and say, look, boy, this schedule looks difficult, but you really don't know what it is until you start playing. But one thing, like I said, that opening week game, they got to beat Buffalo. I mean, I'm sorry. That's a game where you have a, a chance to immediately send an immediate message, as I said, to the rest of the AFC East that, hey, we're the big boy in town now. We're here to win. And you can't go out and lose to the Bills on opening day and say, man, here we are. No, 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 no. You need to win that game. Salah needs to win an opening game. Remember, this first game, this is going to be year three for the coach. The opening, uh, the first, uh, first year he was here, they lost to Carolina on the road. Remember, they lost to Sam Donald. And then last year they lost to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at home. So they on opening day. So they need to to get this one. There's no doubt about it. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But the schedule's out. How about what they did to the Giants? The Giants are playing seven of their first ten games on the road, which is crazy. And, and going back to the Jets, remember the Jets will play ten of the seventeen games this year at MetLife Stadium because they play the Giants and that's a giant home game. And they, their extra game this year is at home against the Atlanta Falcons with, with the now ridiculous 17-game season that they have. So they will actually play 10 of their 17 games at home at MetLife Stadium this year. The Giants, as I mentioned, will play uh, seven of their first 10 games on the road, which to me is absolutely absurd. They open up on Sunday night football against the uh, Cowboys at home, which, you know, how many years in a row, uh, how, you know, it seemed like every year the Giants would open with Dallas. So they will open with the Cowboys at home on Sunday night football. And as I said, they got all these road games. Then they go to Arizona to play the Cardinals the following week. Then they got a three-day turnaround to play the very difficult San Francisco 49ers on a Thursday night in San Francisco. So very weird schedule for the Giants having to play all those games right at, you know, on the road at the beginning of the year. And then they don't play the Eagles until the last three games of the season. They play Philadelphia in two of the last three games of the year and uh, play on Christmas against the Eagles as well. So, you know, not easy, not easy. And we'll see. Look, the Giants' schedule is not as easy as it was last year when they went to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with uh, year two. 
with Brian Dable and company. But uh, always good to check out the uh, NFL schedule. And like I said, you know, it, it, these schedules, they look like they're brutal in May, and then you start playing them, and uh, maybe these teams that you think are going to be good aren't as good as you think they are and vice versa. So we'll see how it plays out. All right. Tonight, game six, Knicks heat in Miami. Knicks uh, down three games to two after winning game five at the Garden the other day. Uh, you know, look, how do I feel about game six tonight? I don't feel good about it. Uh, let's be real. You know, it goes back to what I said at the start. The Knicks have never won a series when they've lost game one at home, and they've, they're 0-7, and they've never won a series when they've been down three games to one as well. So do I feel good about this game tonight? Not really. I don't. Um, they've, they've looked at the two games in Miami. They really were never in the game. They were never in, the, in game three, as we know. That game was over three minutes into it. And game four was one of those games where the Knicks were giving you the illusion that they were actually in the ball game when they really never were. I mean, they were down six, eight, ten, like all night long. Yeah, they were close, but you never felt they were going to win the game. <clears throat> and I expect a major effort tonight out of Jimmy Butler, who was really pretty quiet in game five. Quentin Grimes did a terrific job on Butler, holding him down as much as he could play in the full 48 minutes. Of course, the brilliant performance by Jalen Brunson in game five, 38 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, one turnover in a playing a complete game, 48 minutes. I mean, Brunson's just been fabulous. Can't say enough good things about him. But if the Knicks are going to win tonight, they need to get out early and play from ahead early. To me, that's a big key in this game tonight if they're going to win. You know, they can't fall behind Miami. They can't do what they did in game uh, in game five and expect to come back. Remember, they were down 10 at the end of the first quarter at the Garden in game five. They were down 24-14 and then came back and had that blitzkrieg to start the second quarter where they uh, outscored Miami 18-2 to and really hit their first seven shots and really kind of came back and took control of the game after that. Um, you know, they can't have that happen here. If they fall behind early against Miami, I think they're going to – they're not, they're done. I really do. I think they have to play from ahead, get, a, get out early, Get R.J. Barrett, you know, involved early. When they've won these games, you've seen Barrett really, for the most part, get involved early offensively, going to the rack, doing what he does, and then, you know, feed off Brunson. You need a big night again out of Julius Randle, you know. you know. And the Knicks have one thing we saw in the two games in Miami. They got completely out-hustled in the two games in Miami. Out-rebounded badly, and that was one of the big keys to them winning game five. They, they uh, rebounded the basketball had the big rebounding edge that they didn't have really in the two games in Miami, but they were out hustled in Miami. They were out rebounded in Miami and we saw the results of that. So uh, we'll see. I, but I think if the Knicks are going to win tonight and get back to a game seven on Monday at the garden, uh, that's the key. The key is they got to out hustle Miami. They got to rebound the basketball and they got to get out to a quick start. Uh, if they're going to win this ball game, I, I don't see any other way it's going to be. I really don't for them to win. And I don't feel great about it. And even if somehow they wound up winning tonight, I, you know, I wouldn't say, I would say 50 50 in a game seven at the garden. And how about this? We were talking about it yesterday. Evan and I were talking about it on the show yesterday. The Knicks have not played a game seven at the garden in 28 years. You got to go back to the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals when they lost in seventh Indiana, right? The series that started out, and my wife will remember this uh, uh, very well. Game one, 
when they blew that seven-point lead with 18 seconds left, Reggie Miller hitting those threes, you know. They were down 3-1 in that series, came back to tie it. They won game five at the Garden, game six in Miami, and then lost that game seven uh, with um, with Patrick Ewing missing that finger roll at the end of the game. And, of course, that game turned out to be the last game Pat Riley ever coached for the Knicks. The whole nonsense that went down, the power struggle between him and Dave Checkets. And let's be honest, the Knicks have still really never totally recovered from Pat Riley leaving and going to Miami. And look now what Riley's done in Miami now. He's won three championships down there. Uh, obviously, they're always a competitive team. Look how good they are now. Even though they were the eighth seed, they're better than the eighth seed. But you, you know what I'm talking about. Whatever they were, I guess the eighth seed, yeah. You know, I, they're better than that. I guess they were the seventh. Were they seven, eight, whatever they were? <laughs> you know what? That's right, eight, because Milwaukee was the number one seed, and they knocked them off after uh, Miami wound up winning the second of those two playing games after they lost to Atlanta in the first one. So uh, not going to be easy, but yeah, but going back to that 95 seventh game, so the Knicks have not had a seventh game at home since then. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, to me, the three keys to the game tonight, again, if the Knicks are going to get back to Madison Square Garden and play that game seven, rebounding, hustle for sure, and getting off to a, a good start offensively and playing from ahead. Because if they fall behind in this game against the Heat, I don't think they're winning. I think this season will end tonight. But we will see 7.30 tonight, uh, not TNT, ESPN tonight. 7.30 ESPN tonight, Knicks Heat, game six uh, in Miami as the Knicks will try to stay alive and force a game seven on Monday night. Uh, A couple other things in the NBA. Of course, game six tonight between the Warriors and the Lakers. Uh, The Lakers are up three games to two. Game six tonight in L.A. To me, it behooves the Lakers to wrap this up tonight. I would feel very queasy, excuse me, if I'm a Laker fan, knowing I got to go back to Golden State for game seven. I'd be worried about that. You know, you know, you got to knock the champs out. It's the time is to do it now. I would get it done in game six in L.A. tonight. Also, last night, you saw the uh, Sixers uh, lose at home to Boston. The Celtics go in, win game six in Philadelphia to force a seven game, seventh game back in Boston. The home court has meant nothing in that series. Right? Let's be honest. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You saw Philadelphia win game one in Boston. You saw Philadelphia win game five in Boston. And now you've seen Boston now come back and win game six in Philadelphia after they won game three in Philadelphia. So home court means nothing. Game seven will be in Boston on, I guess, Sunday. I guess it's Sunday, probably Sunday afternoon. Um, as the Celtics stayed alive, Jason Tatum had a brutal early part of the game. I think he had three points going into the fourth quarter. Went crazy, hit a, a couple huge threes to give the Celtics a lead for good in the fourth quarter. Actually wound up outscoring uh, Philly. I think he outscored him by himself 16-13 in that fourth quarter. And Boston went on to win it. So game seven uh, coming up in Boston on Sunday. And the other series, the Nuggets, and I'm so happy to see this happen, closed out Phoenix last night in Phoenix, killed them. They were up by 30 at halftime. I think it was 81-51 at halftime. Uh, the Nuggets uh, were beating up on Phoenix, and they will go to the Western Conference Finals now, and uh, we'll see what happens. Big game for Nikola Jokic, and Kevin Durant comes up short again, doesn't he? He couldn't wait to get out of Brooklyn, right? Couldn't wait to run away. Let me go to Phoenix. <clears throat> I can <clears throat> let me hook up with Devin Booker and see. Let me see if I can win a championship there. And 
Kevin Durant comes up very, very, very small as usual. So Denver eliminating uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns in six games, and they await now the winner of the Golden State Lakers series. All right, Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast uh, for uh, Friday, the 12th of May. Let's get our responses in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, of course. And as I mentioned, next Friday, our next live podcast with my good buddy, my former partner, now the uh, highly rated morning show on WABC, the great Sidney Arthur Rosenberg. He will join us. And you know the deal. 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in uh, Who Needs a House out in Hackensack. The tap rooms open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check it out right behind the tombstones. And by the way, how how happy are you, Ranger fans, that the Devils went down in flames yesterday as they lose in five to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes? Not that we have any love for Carolina, but it was nice to see the Devils get it stuck up their ass. So, uh, you know, they're done. But uh, nevertheless, right behind the tombstone, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check us out. Mike Jones, TJ. Don't forget to have my Ode Pain beer when you're there. The new packaging with the Met colors. Oh, they're, they're looking good, huh? We'll get into them in a minute. But, you know, <clears throat> the whole thing with that, come check us out with Sid Rosenberg next Friday night. And as I said, Mike Jones, TJ, everybody, Andre, Herb, the whole crew there. Uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire, my buddy Ari, my son Johnny, who do just a tremendous job over there. Uh, you need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. That's the way to go. If you want to get your car inspected, I'm, you go there. You don't want to go to freaking Lodi. And, you know, please. <laughs> I went there the other day to drop plates off, and it was very easy to do that. But, you know, that's about it. The only time I ever want to go to the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles in, in, Lod- in beautiful Lodi, New Jersey, as uh, – John uh, Fogarty once said, Creedence Clearwater, stuck in Lodi again. Now, he wasn't talking about Lodi, New Jersey, but he, he might as well have been. So, oh, it's the MVC? Oh, it's the Motor Vehicle Commission, my wife said. Yeah. And it does look a lot nicer. I mean, they got a bunch of different buildings there and all. It actually looks clean because it never used to. But <laughs> nevertheless, anyway, who cares? Uh <laughs> Anyway, so if you want to get your car inspected, go see Johnny and Ari at a needed discount tire in Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Check it out, please. And then, of course, last but not least, our buddies at DraftKings, whatever you're betting on, the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the baseball, uh, you know, the the golf next week, the PGA at Oak Hill. I like Brooks Kepka. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday, who do I like next week in the PGA? I like Kepka. I thought he should have won the Masters. He kind of fell apart. In the final round, when John Rahm went by him, and uh, I think the live guys will will play well again here. I really do, and I think Kepka's got a little bit of a chip. Remember, he's won two PGAs, he's won two U.S. Opens. I think Kepka's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, going into the PGA at Oak Hill in Rochester next week. So that's coming up. You want to bet on that? Whatever you want to bet on, uh, DraftKings is the way to go. And as I've said many times, I thank them for giving us another shot in the barrel this year, our third consecutive year uh, with the NFL uh, coming up. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Let me take a little hit of water here. Okay. I'm a little drained out today from doing the show. Yeah. I got to tell you when you're not, you, you know, when you're not used to going into the city and doing a commute and all of that, it kind of drains you a little bit. So I'm, you know, now I'm kind of off, you know, 
I did my singing before we we started the show here. I was one of my go-to songs, Beyond the Sea, by the late great Bobby Darren. And I really didn't have it today. And I no, I didn't. I was off. And I thought, you know, and I'm glad for whatever reason, it didn't record me doing it. So I was happy because I was I wasn't there. I wasn't in my, you know, I gotta be in the right voice for different things to be able to pull these songs off. And it wasn't there. So I'm glad that the uh computer screwed up and didn't record it it actually did me a favor you know usually it does my wife a favor when i'm singing a song she can't stand but this time it did me a favor because i really didn't want to hear how brutal i sound but nevertheless nobody nobody cares about it. all right let's get let's get to the mets what a disaster the mets are a disaster they lose again yesterday to the reds they get shut out five nothing by the red bullpen you know they're down four nothing in the first inning Senga didn't have it even though he settled down after that the mets have been outscored 34 to 9 this year in the first inning, which is really a testament to how bad their starting pitching has been. The pitching's in shambles. I mean, the Mets right now, at one point, you go back to that West Coast trip where they were 14 and 7. They won seven of their first eight games on the West Coast. Remember? They swept the A's. They stink. They won two out of three against the Dodgers in LA. They won the first two games of a four game series in San Francisco. Since then, they've been a disaster. They've lost five straight series, not exactly the good teams. Outside of Atlanta, you know, they got they lost two out of three to the to the Washington Nationals, two out of three to the Colorado Rockies, uh, two out of three just now to the Cincinnati Reds. They got swept by the Tigers in Detroit. I mean, this team is in big trouble. I know it's early. It's only 38. They're 18 and 20. They're only 38 games into it. But this team looks like they're in big, big trouble. The starting rotation's in shambles. To me, Max Scherzer looks done. You could, you could say whatever you want about him. He looks shot, done. Who knows when he's pitching? He's not pitching today. Uh, the Mets open up a series with the uh, Nationals in Washington. He's not pitching today. He's not pitching tomorrow. When the hell is he pitching? Uh, who the hell knows? You know, Senga's eh. Tyler McGill's eh. The David Peterson stinks. I mean, let's be honest. Carrasco's still, still hurt. He's not any good anyway. Who knows when you're ever going to see Quintana. Right now, the only guy that you can kind of hang your hat on is Verlander, who has looked pretty good in the two starts he had. he's had. You know, that five-inning uh, outing against Detroit when he gave up those two home runs in the first inning, and then that was it. And then he pitched really well in Cincinnati in the game the Mets won the other day, 2-1. Seven great innings, allowed only two hits and a run. Struck out seven. He looked like Verlander. Well, the Mets need Verlander to be Verlander. You know, they do. They need him to be every bit of the Hall of Fame pitcher he's been in his career every bit of the Cy Young Award winner he was last year in Houston, you know, to even compete. But they're not hitting. This team don't hit. It's terrible. It is time to get rid of the dead weight on this team. Bring up we, – we, Alvarez has looked good. Beatty's looked good. He's kind of slipped a little last week or so still. These guys, bringing them up was the thing to do. Now they got to bring up Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos – and get rid of some of the dead weight on this team, like Luis Guillaume, like Eduardo Escobar, and even Marte. You know, what the hell's happened to this guy? Marte's not the same guy. He really isn't. He looks terrible at the plate. He's not getting the balls in the outfield that he used to eat up. Something's wrong with Marte. Maybe it's just the, he's at the end. I don't know. But it's time for the Mets now to bring up Mauricio and Vientos and get these kids all in the lineup here to, and get some kind of infusion of something because they look deader than a doornail right now. They really do. 
There's nothing else nothing else you could say. They're just not hitting four hits yesterday. Nobody's hitting. Lindor's batting under 220. You know, Pete's doing his thing. He's got 13 homers, 30 RBIs, you know, and he hit a couple home runs in Cincinnati. Both of them were solo shots, you know. Like I said, Alvarez is really looks good. He's starting to hit. Beatty's been good, although he's kind of fell back a little bit. McNeil's not hitting like he, like he should be. Nimmo's been okay at the top of the order. They're not scoring runs in the first inning. And as I said, they're getting killed in the first inning, 34 to 9 over the year. I mean, this team's in trouble. No other way to say it. You know, I got buddy, I, mean, I got my buddy Joey Torriello, you know, Joey and Clark screaming for Buck to be fired. Who the hell do you want to be the manager? Gerard Gallant? Is that what you want? Seriously, I mean, who do you want? I mean, what do you want Carlos Beltran to be the manager? I'm mean, kidding about Gallant, of course, as he got fired by the Rangers. Who do you want to be the manager? Carlos Beltran? Is that? No, I mean, it could be. He's in the system now. Maybe, you, you know, he got hosed the first time. But I'm not ready to get rid of Buck. You know, there's a lot of baseball to be played. I think Cohen will do something. You know, who knows? Maybe he makes the deal to try to get Otani here before the year's over. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. But right now, as Yogi once said, it's getting late early. <laughs> and that is absolutely true about the Mets season right now. The Mets 2023 season is getting late very, very early. Bring up Mauricio. Bring up Vientos. Get rid of some of the dead weight on this team, uh, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, Verlander, they really need Verlander to be Justin Verlander because I think the rest of the pitching staff is a disaster. You're, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't, who knows what, who knows when or if you're going to see Scherzer anywhere near. If he does pitch, who knows when the hell he's going to pitch again? I think he's done. I think we saw it last year. I think he's at the end of the road. So, not very good time if you're a fan of the New York Mets. I mean, what else can you say, you know? And as far as quickly just on the Yankees, after they just destroyed the Oakland A's, scoring like 11 runs every game against them, but it came crashing back down to earth last night as the Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in baseball, came into town and beat the Yankees 8-2. to So, you know, it is what it is. Again, I thought Aaron Boone took uh, Domingo Herman out of the game much too early in the sixth inning. And then the bullpen came in, and the rest uh, 